You see, Jason was my son. And today is his birthday. I'm a messenger of God. You're doomed if you stay here. What's up, guys? Welcome into another episode of It's Horror Podcast. My name is Wes. How's it going, guys? It's your boy, Kevin. And we're back for episode number two of season two in our, what we call, the Slasher series. I know a lot of people have been anxious to hear these, and uh, just we're so excited for this to get going. I mean, ever since the very first episode, we're just like, man, I want to talk about some Slashers. You're like, I know, man. Oh, man. It's the only thing we've wanted forever, man. And it's finally here. We're so stoked about it. <laughs> I know. I can't. I, it's funny because I get all giddy. I'm like, oh, more slashers to come, you know? <laughs> I know. I'm like a little kid just waiting for the ice cream truck to come by. I'm like, oh, yes. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. Dude, that's exactly what I feel. So I'm right there with you, man. Um, this episode is going to be on a slasher that can arguably called, arguably be called the start of a slasher series. I know that's, you know, or just slasher movies in general. I know that could be argued on many different planes, but we're just going to call it kind of like the quote unquote origin of the slasher. I know, like I said, it can be construed as different things, but we're going to talk about the Texas chainsaw massacre. Mm-hmm. Um, none other than Leatherface. you know, we all know him. We all love him. That goofy fucker just makes us all giddy inside when he chainsaws someone in half. So, um, mm-hmm. and I, <laughs> but, um, and, and it's funny because he's one of those characters that, that has been rewritten so many times in all these films, uh, different ways you can take him, different ways that he's portrayed, different origins, you know, different names. You know, and first off, they started off as Sawyer, and then it was Hewitt, and then back to Sawyer. You know, who, who the hell knows what he is, what his name is, but, you know, they just keep trucking along with uh, the franchise, regardless of names. Seriously, like, they just say, you know what, we'll just throw a few in and see if they recognize it, you know, see if they realize it, and, you know, fuck it, whatever. But I just, there's no other character that does that that I can think of. Where they change the oh no way how dare you change a name I know I mean it's, it's not like a Freddie Smith or you know a, a Jason Jason Johnson <laughs> or something I mean come on you know, <laughs> know. just the whitest people possible <laughs> I know fuck me I think of like the most generic names you can think of but uh, anyway uh, <laughs> but anyway yeah so I just can't wait to get into this uh, to this countdown and, uh, and get this going so but. In our new season, rather than an origin, we're going to give something called a kill count. And we all know what the kill count is because we love fucking kills in the slasher movies. So why don't we, uh, why don't we just get that going with this first kill count? Kill count. So kill counts technically, I mean, I'm not sure if i'm speaking for a lot of people out there but at least for myself it almost pays for its own entry um if a film sucks but it has a really good kill count with some good effects then i'm i'm in yeah me too with you yeah so anyways um let's talk about texas chainsaw massacre kills man so there's a total of eight films in the franchise Mm -hmm. 84 total kills now to some people that might seem like a lot to some people not so much but kind of something that i noticed with a lot of these films is that they don't they're not all from 
Mr. Leatherface, a.k.a. Sawyer, a.k.a. Hewitt. Right. Which is weird. Which is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. But we'll talk about that in a minute. This is all kill counts right here, all right? Everybody roll your hands together like Birdman rolling that Play-Doh snake. <laughs> so <laughs> the movie in the franchise with the least amount of kills is the original. Yep. Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 1974. This film had five kills. Mm-hmm. So then that puts in seventh place uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre The Next Generation from 1995. Good old Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellweger spicing shit up. Um, that one only had six, mm. so one above the original. Uh, then in sixth place, we've got Leatherface, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3, which came out in 1990. That has seven. So we just have a slow incline here, nothing too crazy. Mm. Um, and then we have a tie in fifth and or fourth place, whichever you want to think of it as. Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake mm. from 2003. Those both have eight. Nice. Yeah, so... It, that's kind of something I noticed in our child's play was that the remake in the original had the same amount, you know, kind of keeping it, you know, centralized, I guess. But, yeah, the, re- the remake's uh, trying to amp things up a bit here. Yeah. Um, then at number three, we have Texas Chainsaw Massacre at the beginning, which, of course, is weirdly enough, the prequel to the remake of the original, which is definitely <laughs> a fucking <laughs> the load to say, I'll tell you what. Um, this one came out in 2007, uh, 11 kills. So really amped it up. That's more than twice the amount of the uh, original OG 74. Mm-hmm. Uh, second place is Texas Chainsaw 3D. 2013 is when this one came out. And that one had 18 kills, actually, Damn. believe it or That's not. That's ridiculous, man. Yeah. And then, which, of course, honestly, if anyone's seen that movie, uh, it's all, like, right at the beginning, you know, massacring of the Sawyer family, blah, 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 whatever. Um, spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Make them one. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> so, and then the highest kill count film in the franchise is the newest film, Leatherface. Um, a lot of people hate it. Some people like it. This one had twenty-one kills, man. This one was fucking cranking. Was up. A lot, I think a lot of those came at the uh, you know when they're in the asylum. I think is that right. Yep. Yeah, yep. Saying, yeah. <laughs> so I was thinking. But uh, oh, yeah, yeah, well, I almost got lost in the kill count of this one. I'm about to say, yeah, I'm about to say that one is that one's kind of deep, and that was a lot of. Has a lot of moving parts on that one too, so we'll get we'll get into that later on though. Uh, like I said, that one. Yeah, and uh, speaking of deep things, I'll show you something deep later. Oh hell yeah, man! I've been missing that for a long time. Uh, okay, I know. Uh, man. Tell you what, man, just <laughs> mouth water. Um, anyway, back to our movie here. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's. Um, all right, so there's the kill counts for you. Um, I, and I actually love the kill counts. Like I'm so excited that we have kill counts on there because. I kept trying to think about what we could do and how we could make it, you know, a little different. And that's just a perfect way to kind of set the tone for these movies. And uh, I, I just fucking love it, man. I, I'm, I'm loving the way that you're keeping count. I'm loving the way that they, uh, we can talk about later on in the films too. I think it's kind of cool. So, uh, which I wish I had those written down because I could so re- reference those back, but you know what? Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck, that. Fuck that shit. Um, let's just get into, uh, Let's just get into let's get the countdown here. I'm ready to hear what you have and what, we, what I have and how they all co- you know, coincide and what we have same, what we have different. I'm just ready to get this uh, get this ball rolling. So uh, yes, I'm ready to pick your brain. Get this chainsaw cutting, so to speak. So <laughs> that was good. That was really good. You like that? Yeah, that was all right. Yeah. Uh, okay, <laughs> seven out. Of yeah, 10. but yeah, I must say a little, little over par, but you know, not not there yet. But we'll get there. Uh, so, uh, so like we said, since there's eight films in this series and we just gave some, uh, we gave all eight, let's talk about some, uh, let's talk about some shit picks because this, this series really does have some shit picks in it and man, good God does it. <laughs> I can't wait to hear what yours is because I know what mine is, but let's, uh, let's get into the old, uh, double shit picks here. 
Hey kids, it's time for our ship pick of the week. There's our brand new shit pick music too. <laughs> In case you heard that. Yeah, it was beautiful. As anybody could uh, could notice it, we changed it from my specific shit picks at the end of the original uh, series to ours because now we both have shit picks. Yay! So excited. Yay! <laughs> yeah. No one else cares. They're like, all right, whatever. Just keep on going. Exactly. Keep on fucking guys so, going. <laughs> now my shit pick of the entire Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise. It's not even a question in my mind. It is. A film that I despise. Um, probably top three worst films I've ever seen in my entire life, and that is Texas Chainsaw Massacre: The Next Generation. Holy shit! Because that is my shit pick as well, sir. <laughs> Hell yeah! Okay, so th- this is awesome. We got our first joint shit pick. Hell yeah. it, it feels great and shitty. It did. Feels really the shitty punch is real, man. I'm telling you. Oh man, shitty punches all over. But like mm. literally, what is what is redemptive about this film? What is there good? Is okay. Let's go through some characteristics here. Yeah. Acting, nope, that sucks ass. <laughs> uh, uh, cinematography, nope, it, the movie looks like shit. Looks terrible. <laughs> it's too goddamn dark. Uh, kills are the kills good? Nope, nope, not at all. You know, is the family likable? Nope. Is anybody likable? Nope. It's just literally fucking nothing, dude. I hate this movie. The only thing that I can pull out of this movie that's actually decent. Okay, and let me let me preface this by saying that I'm not saying that. The, the characters are good. I'm saying the acting is good. I think McConaughey and Zellweger play their roles very well, but the actual characters are stupid as shit. So make it that way. Oh, yeah. So I, like the acting is – their acting is good. Like, all, the, all the acting fucking sucks. They're, of course, you know, award-winning actors and actresses, so they do it well. But the character itself, it wasn't written well. It just, it just sucks. But they actually portray it very well. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I don't know if I would even go that far. Whoa, <laughs> I just fucking yeah, all. <laughs> I, I just just to kind of tell you how much I despise this film on a rank of a rating of ten. I'm usually very generous. I gave this a point one out of ten. Wow. It is. It might be the worst horror film I've ever seen in my uh, life. Um, that, I mean, it's, it's up yeah. there. Well, for me, it is up there. It won't be the worst, but it definitely is up there in like the top three easily. Yeah, and it's it's kind of interesting too because Marilyn Burns and um, Paul Pertain, for people that aren't don't know, um, played Sally and Franklin in the original film. They actually have cameos at the end, which fucking pisses me off. <laughs> Let me tell you why. <laughs> why? Why is this? Why would you looking at the script of this film? Why are you like, hey, you know what? Ooh, I'm gonna show up in this one. Like, I'm not gonna show up in any other ones. Okay, well, except Texas Chainsaw, but we'll talk right. about that later. Why? I don't know. I. This film doesn't even deserve to be talked about. I'm. Is there anything else you want to say? I mean, I, okay. The reason, okay, there, I have an answer for your question. You said, "Why would they show up in this one?" I think this was the one that was supposed to, like, you know, what can Child's Play when Brad Chucky came out and kind of revamped the series. This was supposed to be the one to kind of revamp the series, kind of make it more interesting again, taking a different route. You know, they just want to do something different, and I guess they thought, "Hey, this is a good chance to get on board." And if it's really, if it hits, we're all we're back on the stage. If not, oh well, and it just it fucking fell flat. So yeah, I think that's what they were going for. But wolf buzz. Yeah, it Oof. just it, like I said, the whole movie just doesn't flow at all. It seems so ch- even like think about it in my mind. I think about it how choppy it feels and just fucking stupid. So yeah, yeah. And what's more screwed up is that the director of this film is actually Kim Hankel, who was the screenwriter for the original. It's a guy who's been in the series the entire fucking time compacted this little ball of shit and rolled it straight down the fucking alleyway and hit a yeah, gutter ball. pretty much. And, and it's funny because we talked about it in Child's Play. I keep going back to the episode because it's the only episode we have to reference. But, but you talked about how, you know, usually when you have the original writers and, and 
you know, whatever in, involved usually hits pretty well. This is the one time that it just does not at all. So no, no, not at all. Yep. So that's, that is, it's, it, that's very sucky too, because I was, you know, I was hoping this would be good on the rewatch and it just was not at all. I was just very, very upset and um, kind of wanted to see it all just crash and burn. So, <laughs> but, yeah. So I think we have a very unanimous uh, selection. If we had to say, Hey, skip a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. Skip this one. This gets one of these. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it every time. Yeah, that's what that gets. Because Good that for you. Be, well, thank you. That would be sucks, major balls, uh, hairy balls, the big assholes, and all that stuff. And the shitty punch right to the face and the groin and the back and you know, everything. So the old donkey shitty punch. There you go. Oh shit! Yeah, I know that was uh, that was that was long drawn out. So I just want to make sure that everyone knows we hate this movie. So oh, fucking despise it! <laughs> it's fucking horrible. Uh, and, and I kind of I kind of know what your number seven pick's gonna be, but let's just wait. I'm gonna back up, hold off for a second. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna press this button, and we're gonna get into the countdown. So <laughs> let's get right into it. What do you have for number seven, my friend? Sally, I hear something. Stop! Stop! Oh my god, that was amazing! Like that? Holy shit! Okay, so yeah, dude, that's fucking Franklin's death. You know I love it. Hell yeah! <laughs> oh man, that's oh man. Yeah. So anybody listening, I ha- I didn't hear that before. Obviously, judging by my reaction, I'm well. That turned out well. It did. Um, also, worth mentioning it as well is that we don't know each other's opinions on these films. Mm, um, true. You know that way our reactions to one another are genuine. That's why we were excited that both of our shit picks were the same because we had no idea mm-hmm. because we think it's funner that way. I guess. Yes. So um. This is kind of where I'm going to start. What, what is the euphemism? Um, sand in the crotch. Ooh. I'm going to put some sand in the crotch of a lot of people. I'm going to make a lot of people really angry right now. Mm. Because my least favorite film of the franchise, other than Texas Chainsaw Massacre The Next Generation, is Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. What? Yep. Wh- yep. What? I can't, I can't stand this movie, man. It's... It, <sighs> It, it parodies the first film. Okay, my Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies, I love to be serious. Um, I, I love dark humor, don't get me wrong, but this film is just a parody in and of itself. And Toby Hooper is back in the directing chair, and, and it it's just – it's a mockery. It feels like just a complete joke of anything that the franchise – originally stood for as the original you know releasing a slasher film in 74 it's a it's a masterpiece not to give my hand in my thought of the original but just following this film up what was it after tw- 12, yeah, 12 years? years yeah yeah and i just man a lot of the jokes fell flat um but honestly don't let me deter you i don't think this is a terrible movie okay, okay? At least I, don't think that, so. yeah i like it but it just doesn't really it doesn't work well for uh-huh. me i mean Chop Top, Bill Mosley obviously steals the entire yep. film. Um, probably Leatherface. Um, I believe in this film he's a Sawyer. So uh, is it Jebediah or Jedediah? Geez, I, think it's, I think it's Jedediah, I think. I could be wrong on that. Yeah, well, either one. Jebediah, yeah. Jebediah. Some it, Mormon it's all name. Jed, so let's just call him Jed. <laughs> yeah. So he really takes a back seat in this film. He's not very prominent. You know, it's kind of chop top show it's kind of drayton sawyer's show um it's kind of interesting the hitchhiker from the original shows up 
uh nubbins nubbins is his fucking name like what like okay whatever (laughs) that's i'll talk more about that later but it's yeah and they kind of skipped over the fact that that's the body that uh leatherface is wearing at the beginning when he terrorizes those two like frat douchebags at the beginning he's that's the hitchhiker's body and i feel like that was a little unknown thing and when i found that out i was like oh that's oh that you know that's pretty cool but i mean other than that one man this one just kind of fell flat for me and and i like to say um i know this joke's gonna fall flat to a lot of ears but i like to say i still can't believe it's a texas chainsaw massacre movie oh my god Steel, uh, spelled S T I H L. You know the brand of chainsaws yeah, for anybody listening. That was. Yeah. That, I hope some. Wah, 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 wah. Uh, yeah, that was good. Though. Okay, yeah, okay. I'll, I'll let that slide. <laughs> and I will definitely hold all of my opinions of that movie for later on. So, I do that. You did put some sand in my crotch. You, you took my pants. You pulled them out. You took a big old scoop of that sand. You just poured right down into my panties. So. I warned them, my panties. I I warned the people, man. I told I yeah, told you, you really did. it was happening. That, that's ooh, man. Okay, all right. Well, to each his own, I guess, brother. Uh, let's just move right along here because people are probably screaming at you, going, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" But, I know. I already pissed a lot of people off. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> as long as you, you didn't say it was a bad movie, so I guess I can go with that. So we'll we'll leave it at that. But yeah, it's entertaining enough. Like I stopped. I was going to say something. I thought, no, I'll leave it there. Uh, my number seven film is. And, and I know it's very generic to say this because we talked about this just a few months ago, but uh, Leatherface, the the, just the latest one that came out, I just, I don't know. I just don't like this movie. Um, it just feels wrong. It just kind of feels like they were trying to make something of something that wasn't even there. Uh, the acting was pretty good, but I don't know. It just, I didn't think that it had the heart that the original had or even like a prequel type thing, which it was the prequel to the original sort of thing. I just didn't think it flowed well with the original at all. Um, I thought that the characters are kind of one note. Um, just didn't, it just didn't do it for me. Um, I don't know. I, and I know, honestly, it's not your worst, one of your worst ones. It you know may be the next one in line for you. I don't know, but um I don't know. I just, yeah, I never know, but I just, it just didn't feel right. Uh, the directing felt off. The, the the screenplay just felt a little off. Like it did. Like I said, the flow was just really weird. Um, thinking back on watching it just uh, the other night, again, watched the other night again for the like, the second time. I think I only watched it twice. I can't stand it, but um, <laughs> and just the way that he kind of became Leatherface just didn't feel right to me. Um, it kind of felt like almost like the Rob Zombie remake for Halloween. Um, maybe by itself, okay. yeah, maybe by itself, I could watch it and kind of appreciate it for what it is. But trying to tie it into the rest of the series just does not work for me at all. I don't think it works for anyone, honestly. It may work for you, but like I said, I just don't know if it really just does what it needs to do. Um, and the kills weren't really chainsaw related until the end, almost, you know, which kind of bummed me out. Um, Dude, that's something I noticed with a lot of these films, man. Like, there's like one or two chainsaw kills per film, typically. Yeah, and I'm like, if you know, for someone that has a chainsaw as their, as their main weapon, it just it does. I mean, it's, it's used a lot, but not in killing. It's used to kind of scare or intimidate or, you know, a prop. You know, so it's you know, I don't know because like, yeah, you, you talk about Jason or Freddy or you know uh, Chucky with the knife. You know, uh, Michael Myers, their weapons of choice are usually 
are, are used as the kills, you know, to make the kills. And of course, with Jason, he used a lot of different weapons. But but like I said, the machete was you when it was used, it wasn't like, you know, just shown to the people and then tossed on the ground and he used like his hand or something like he used it to kill the people. Yeah. So, yeah you know what I'm saying? But in this one, like I said, it just doesn't have much of a, uh, you know, the leather face connection almost. It felt really weird, but I don't know. It literally felt like they wrote a film. Like the screenwriters had this film in, in the vault, right? Right. And then they came kind of off of the success or lack of uh, Texas Chainsaw 3D, which came out four years earlier. And we're like, how can we turn this film into a Texas Chainsaw Massacre film? I, it really feels like they just slapped the, the name on and tried to include it into this franchise. And I, I really feel like it could have been a really good film if it was its own separate thing. There's so many films like that. Mm-hmm. Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, Jason Goes to Hell. If they had different names, weren't associated with the franchise, I feel like they would be a lot more liked. Yeah, um, oh yeah. But, I mean, yeah, I, I do want to mention something real quick, though, too, is honestly, I did kind of, I thought it was really cool to see, like, a young Drayton Sawyer um you know see some of the younger characters verna who is mentioned in a lot of them and it, it's kind of cool to just connect these little dots every here and there but other than that um i just really feel like this one like you mentioned was you know cheap and just not a lot of heart into yeah, it yeah that's like i said the heart I guess, especially with horror films if there's no heart involved in it it's gonna fall flat from every time because you gotta have like that sense of I don't want to say belonging, but it, you know, like it almost feels like when movies are good in the horror genre, they just kind of fit into horror. They just, they, you, they honestly have that, like the connection. And just, just didn't, like you said, it felt like they just slapped a name onto something kind of like they did like the, like what, like last three or four or five, whatever Hellraiser films, almost the same thing. Oh my God. Yeah. And honestly, I'm, I'm even thinking about not even doing that series in the slashers because <laughs> like I said, those movies and movies, they well, they just blow. They just really suck, but I don't know. We'll, we'll figure that out for later. That's a different time, different place. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, I won't, to give it too much else to this movie because I took us, I just didn't enjoy it. It just it, it felt wrong. It just felt weird. And if anyone wants to talk about that with me, please don't. Cause I don't really want to talk about it anymore. So <laughs> <laughs> over it. yeah, like I said, this is one of the things I'm just over with and I just didn't want to do it anymore. But, so let's just move on to our, uh, our number six pick. Uh, what do you got for number six, my man? Sally, I hear something. Stop, stop. <laughs> Six. So at number six, I've got the sequel that acts as a prequel to the reboot of the original. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Beginning. <laughs> it's so convoluted, man. <laughs> I, know. I know, man. That's and Let's see. When this film came out, um, what was the year? I have it. Uh, 2006. Okay. So it's... Now we're getting to the remake generation, right? The, the the remakes of slashers. You have all of them. And honestly, I think the original, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake kind of rebooted that whole yes. thing. But again, that's a discussion for later right. on tonight. Um, this film, it's, it's, I like it. I do enjoy it a lot. It, it's probably one of the more grittier, one of the more darker films in the entire series, but it just kind of lacks that kind of oomph. Um, this is another one where Leatherface, where I'm 100% sure he's a Sawyer in this yeah, film. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> God damn it. He he really plays a backseat in this film. He he. This is probably one of the films that he's kind of lesser in. Rewatching this one, it was literally all about Arlie Ermey getting a hard-on 
by making these two dudes do army shit for what felt like 30 <laughs> minutes and that and that was so boring and it and don't get me wrong early army's great in these film and he has you know his charm is so off-putting that even the lucky charms leprechaun is apprehensive about getting near him but oh shit yeah you like that uh, I like that. And, and, you know, he's he's a great character, but – and he's definitely the Drayton Sawyer of the remakes, but it's like limit him and bring more Leatherface. That's why we're here, you know? We do like the family aspect because it's in every single Texas Chainsaw Massacre film, but bring it down a skosh. <laughs> you know, bring it down a little skosh. Let's let's – see leatherface just go to town on people that's that's what we signed yeah, up for that's i think that's the downfall of this franchise as, as a whole is that leatherface almost plays you know plays a, a back seat like you said it's just he doesn't really have a prominent part in most of these films and it kind of is a bummer um i will reserve what i'm going to say next for my later review of whatever i have coming up but uh be right though i do agree with you on that that is that we need more of the face just change all the fuck out of people and it just doesn't happen in this film either so I like that. But yeah, my major gripe with this one is just that Leatherface is not in it enough. That's kind of a big deal to me. Yeah, and it's a huge deal. Like you said, you know, if, if you're going to do a slasher about a, if you, and especially if you're going to set up someone like that, set up a slasher icon, let's let's utilize him. Let's make it, let's make the best use of him. So, or her. So, yeah, yeah it's a good yeah, that's what I was about to say. It, it will. It will. I think it will come to that. All right. Uh, my number six pick is none other than. Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3, also with the name Leatherface attached to it. So, uh, I'm not sure why As if it's not confusing already. I know. Like, this is one of the most convoluted series of all of them. It's because of the names, I think, just the names of the films. But uh, anyway, actually, I guess Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. I think that's where they put it. But um, yeah. Anyway, this movie to me, it's not like, okay, I'm going to take the stance you took on part two. It's not a bad movie. It's just there's really no point in it to me. Like there's no, the plot is very thin. Uh, it takes place in Texas, of course, but it's like, like this, I guess what a brother and sister are taking their, like their dad's car to him. So they couldn't fly. So they're just going to drive it to him. And there's you know, these killings that are going on. And uh, they stop by this gas station and like uh, the dude from Lord of the Rings is there. And he's like trying to find Frodo and, um, <laughs> Viggo yeah. Mortensen, dude, yeah. he's hot as hell in this movie. Jesus Christ, he is, dude. He's pretty hot. I'll give you that. He's, uh, he's, <laughs> I could bounce a quarter off his ass and you know lick it to you. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't even take it that far, but hey, I mean, hey, you got to tell what you know, tell what you do. You know, like you said before, you know, I just tell like I see it. You know, so there you go. Oh yeah, calls it like I see it. That's right, calls it like I see it. There we go. Um, but like. You know, the gas station attendant, probably the gas station attendant is probably my favorite part of this whole entire film is that he's just fucking crazy. He talks weird and he's fucking goofy looking and, huh, that sounds, sounds familiar. That sounds like old man ghost face to me. But anyway, uh, I digress. Mm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you got, you got Ken Ford. Meta. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, very meta. Holy shit. Uh, but like you have Ken Ford in this movie, you got Viggo Mortensen, you got some star power there. But it just it wasn't enough, man. This whole plot just kind of just doesn't even like it, it's a very simple plot. I'll give you that. But it's just it's not very interesting to me. Um, like I guess Leatherface doesn't play a very big role in this film. Again, um, it's more about the family and how the family dynamic comes along. And which which I will talk about in further going down the line. I kind of like the dynamic of what, the way they kind of spell out the family because it has set the precedent for a lot of films that have, that have come out later on, which I love that they kind of explore the whole backwoods family, you know, like in wrong turn and 
uh, some of the Rob Zombie films, and uh, which is great because I don't think without these films, you wouldn't have those films later. So that's what I kind of appreciate on that. And but um, like I said, this film, this, this film, this plot is just real thin to me. And honestly, this film could have been skipped over, and you wouldn't miss anything at all. Maybe like I said, Viggo Mortensen looking like a badass motherfucker with you know an ass that could go for days. But other than that. I just think this kind of fell flat. So, no. Yeah, it's definitely one of the ones that isn't very common. No, like if if anybody were to not know about a Texas Chainsaw Massacre film, it's definitely this yes. one. It's it's kind of hidden, um, not well known. Um, but yeah, I'll we'll figure out my opinion on that later. Yeah, on. about to say because I know you definitely have some some thoughts about this one. So. Uh, like I said, it's and, and I love Ken Foray in this film. He plays the typical Ken Foray, you know, character, um, just funny and just on it, and just his voice to me is just so fucking awesome. I just love the way he talks. Um, but, but, and his eyes are always bugging out of his head too. He's always like, "Holy fuck," you know. This <laughs> is fucking great. Um, Every time I see him, though, I always think of that part in Devil's Rejects where he's like, "You think he's gonna fuck this chicken?" <laughs> <laughs> So it's like every time I see him get mad, it's like I just think of his rant. He goes on about chicken fucking I mean, and uh, devil's reject. But, you know, people will see him all the time and always yell that across wherever they're like, hey, chicken fucker. And he's like, hey, you know, you know, he hates that shit. Oh, I would hate I that. Know. I don't want to be the chicken fucker guy. <laughs> I feel so bad for him. But like, no one wants to be the chicken fucker I mean, guy. Uh, you, know, you, know, I'm, you know what? I'm, I'm going to cut the head off this chicken. I'm going to stick my dick in it. No, it's, it's the whole thing. Is, and fuck it. And, and fuck it. <laughs> if, you, if, if you haven't seen Devil's Rejects, go watch it now because it's fucking awesome. Um, oh. But uh, but in, and I guess some of the kills in this are pretty good too. Um, not the greatest in the series to me, but they're not bad. Um, there's some, uh, I don't want to say some like plot holes. Yeah, there's a fucking lot of plot holes, but you know, whatever. It's just a fucking text chain. So I'm asking three. It's not even in the, it's, it, I don't even consider like the first three a trilogy. I just consider like the first tree, you know, the first two, like a, just the one and two, and the third one's like, eh, you can leave. That's like the redhead stepchild almost. But anyway. Yeah, yeah. Take it or leave it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, um, all right. So I guess if you have nothing else you want to add, we'll just uh, keep on trucking, man. Right? Uh, let's truck let's it truck on. It on, brother. Sally, I hear something. Stop. Stop. Five. So, at this position, I've got your aforementioned Leatherface. Aha. All right. So, I can hear your thoughts on it now. So, I don't hate it, but I don't love it. I would... Dude, the twist sucks. Yeah. Um the the reasoning behind the mask blows yes i Um, fully agree it doesn't make sense how you have a very affluent person and then all of a sudden them go through this and then turns him into who he ends up being it goes against everything that the franchise stood for the entire franchise was oh um you know little sawyer and or hewitt has a face-eating bacterial disease. And then in this one, obviously I'm not going to say, you know, what happens or this and that. I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but it's just, it's, it's cheap. It's heartless. Like you mentioned earlier, but, um, okay. Well, you know, enough about the negatives. Uh, this film still has grit, you know, it's grittier than Portland concrete. Um, the violence is heavier than president William Taft who actually got stuck in his bathtub. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that at all. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, this dude, this, oh uh, William Taft, who was a president back in the uh, 
what was it like early 1900s i don't fucking know i'm sorry uh he he uh, allegedly got stuck in his bathtub because he was a he was a big dude when did you turn into rush limbaugh man when did this turn into a political discussion i don't understand <laughs> wow um good stuff taps stuck in bathtub yeah go for it man just spill it all out for me <laughs> Um, I mean, you know, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre films are known for that grit, that kind of nastiness, and this film definitely has it. Uh, and there's a lot of what is mostly practical effects. Um, obviously, there is some not so practical effects, some cheap CGI that kind of blows. But honestly, the the violence in this film is pretty intense, and that's why I kind of have this near the middle of my list and not towards the end because, like, exactly what we mentioned before, man. If this was not a cheap cash grab attached to this franchise, I would really, really, really like this movie. But since it is a Leatherface movie, since it's a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie, there's nothing we can do about it. We can't change it. I'm just, eh, it's in the middle of the road in terms of the franchise. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, oh, no, I totally agree with you. And it's funny you say, you're saying how, how the character was formed, you know, how he became Leatherface. Um, Toby Hooper originally said that, uh, Leatherface was a more of a big baby. That's the way he actually said it was those two words, big baby. And of course, this one, it takes him and kind of makes him into a vengeful, you know, just wanted to get revenge on everyone, you know, just mad and upset. Of course, you know, the first one, he's upset yeah. and mad. Yeah. But like, but it's not because he's been wronged. It's just because he's just fucked up in the head. So they're try, trying to give backstory to something where backstory doesn't, isn't needed is always a bad idea. Uh, I think that's why people hate the uh, remake of Halloween because it gives a backstory and kind of makes a reasoning behind why things are the way they are. Um, but like I said, it's, it's not a horrible film. I just don't like, I just don't think that it lends itself to the, the entire series at all period. So um, yeah, the, the kids five foot six, a buck 20 soaking wet. Mm -hmm. uh, what, what happened there? He, you, uh, I don't know. It, it, buffets, I man. Is the whole timeline thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Timeline. Yeah, I said buffets, man. He had a, little, a lot of buffets. Oh, man. I guess so. Yeah. Um, but th that's kind of something that doesn't really make sense in this film is Drayton Sawyer is only like 10 years older, maybe 15 years older tops mm -hmm. than Leatherface in this film. Yeah. But, you know, in, in the originals or everything, it's like Drayton Sawyer is – a 60 to 70 year old man and obviously i mean to be honest though we don't know how old leatherface is but i think it's it's where he there's no way he's over maybe 35 40 you know yeah. running around like that i mean goddamn, he's running around like a fucking two-year-old cheetah you can't do that at at 50 or 60 no no you cannot i mean maybe like if you kept you know kept yourself up the whole your entire life and uh, but it's very very difficult you're exactly right so yeah yeah so the timeline kind of takes a little skew there but i mean yeah, I, I like it. Uh, if someone asks me my opinions on this film, I'll, I'll tell them I like it a lot. Well, if you tell them that, then I'll just tell them that you're wrong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, <Good> <laughs> thank you. Um, yeah, so moving along from that piece of shit, I mean, uh, decent movie. Um, my number five film, and I make a lot of flack for this too, being so high on my list, is uh, Texas Chainsaw 3D. Um, I think that this does, this movie does what Leatherface, film we just talked about, did not do, is connect the original to the rest of the series. Um, it doesn't do it well, and that's why it's not higher on my list, but it doesn't, it does do it, period. Um, it does, you know, the first scene in the movie is almost directly right after 
the events of the first one. You know, you, you are driving on the road and you actually see the set from the end of the first film. They actually pull into the house and you see it, which I was, I was like, that's so fucking cool. You know, it's actually, yeah. You know, yeah, it's a very cool scene to watch. So, and of course, you know, Bill Mosley makes an appearance, which is fucking awesome. Uh, of course. As Drayton Sawyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, it's that's just fucking awesome to me that they got that well together. The rest of the movie doesn't take the best tone, but I do, like I said, I like the way that they hearken back to the original a lot. They connect that a lot in the movie. Uh, it's very gritty as well. A lot of good kills, uh, very brutal scenes, uh, especially in, you know, Leatherface's little lair in the, under the house. It was really kind of cool. Um, you know, it's the whole cousins thing is really weird. You know, how she's a cousin of this, you know, the Sawyer family like that. And, or no, it wasn't Sawyer. It was this Hewitt. Uh, this is the first time back as a okay, about a second. Yeah, yeah, you're right. See, I was about to make sure because I wasn't, I wasn't make sure I wasn't screwing that up. But, but yeah, so like I said, yeah, you know, I guess because I have to tie it to the first film. Like, you're right. I just want to make sure I had that correct. Um, but like overall, it's not really a bad film. It's kind of hokey in the fact that they have these teenagers that come in and you know it's a kind of teeny buffer shit and everything. But I think they actually played that kind of well. Uh, this the scene where they take off in the van, they're trying to get away in the van, and Leatherface like gets the front wheel, and it just shows, and, and he's standing there, and you see the van in the background, and you think they're gonna get away, all of a sudden it goes and crashes, dude. I I yeah, laugh my I love ass that. off of that. It's fucking hilarious. But uh, little things in this film were what kind of pulled me in, and you know, like I said, if if it had done that a little better, it probably would have been higher. But it just it's too hokey for me. It just doesn't really. Like you said, have that grit to it and have that, you know, you know, it's more of a funny movie to me than anything. So, uh, but like I said, that if all is number five, so I can't really be too upset about it. You know, it's not, you know, it lasts. So, um, and if you want to say anything maybe about it, um, um, I mean, yeah, I'll give my opinion on it. You know, it's obviously it hasn't appeared in my list yet, so it's forthcoming. Um, something that I don't like about this film is all of a sudden, like, the fucking 12 members of the family that just appear out of nowhere. Um, And and it's all people from the original. Gunnar Hansen is a random Uh Sawyer. Uh, I'm pretty sure Marilyn Burns is thrown in there. I don't fucking know. Uh, Bill Mosley, who played Chop Top in part two, is all of a sudden Drayton Sawyer. Uh, John Dugan, OG grandpa, he's back. But there's, like, four dudes in that Sawyer house. Who are they? Why are they there? They weren't in the original. This is supposed to be a direct sequel to the original, at least this scene. And it's just like, who, who, who yeah. are these people? Yeah, that's I agree. I mean, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. They just didn't do it well. They they tried to kind of bring some characters from the old and then bring some of the actors in too to kind of remind you of what's going on. But like I said, they could have done a better job of actually tying it, you know, more to the original and making. They really could have made this film really, really good. And they, like I said, they just couldn't pull it off. But. It's, it's, it, it's a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie, so what do you expect? You know, I mean, sucks. But right. Yeah, yeah for sure. And, and that does suck because with the right direction and the right acting and the right screenplay, this could have been perfect, but it just wasn't. So, yeah. well, uh, spoiler alert, why don't you go ahead and send it to number four so I can talk Ooh, about it some more? Okay, for the first time, I will say, let's just listen to this cool little intro so we can get to number four. <laughs> Stop. Stop. All right. So Texas Chainsaw 3D. All right. Here we go. So, All right. Okay. Honestly, as 
in terms of the popularity of this film, I know a lot of people hate it. This and and let me tell you why. The dialogue in this film is probably one of the absolute most cringiest yeah, you'll I, come I across. Um, what is that one scene where Alexandria uh, Daddario says to Leatherface when when he's about to kill the dude? She's like, "Do yeah. your thing, cause." I shit you not. I almost, I almost threw my fucking remote into my TV. I was like, "Don't you ever do that again!" Like, who the who fucking allowed that that uh, part to be in the script and even make it into the final yeah. movie, nonetheless? But okay, this is number four. You know, I obviously I like this movie. It's in it's in the yeah. top half. Um, the that scene, like we were talking about the the first scene of the film where it, you know, Halloween 2018, eat your heart out. You know, pretend like none of the other segments in the franchise matter you know everyone when halloween 2018 came out everyone was like oh my god convoluted you know plot everything's going on it, but texas chainsaw massacre did that did that five years earlier and no one really said anything no one even really no, gave a shit you know they really didn't you're exactly right well that's i didn't even think about that that's so that's so true yeah so it just pretended like nothing else mattered um which i mean kind of works for it you know it's not too bad uh it's kind of cool though uh Dan Yeager, who played Leatherface in this film, he's the tallest dude to ever play Leatherface, and he stands at 6'6". Wow, that's a pretty tall Leatherface. But you can kind of tell looking at, you know, like in comparison to other characters, you can tell that he's really tall. So I just know how tall of it. Yeah, and, and that's something else that we hashed out earlier was, you know, after his brief two-movie stint as Thomas Hewitt, he's back as Jedediah uh, Sawyer. So, you know, that's, that's fucking cool, I guess. But and, uh, speaking of the Sawyers... Oh my god, this is another thing I was pissed off about. You could tell this movie was made not by people who cared, unfortunately. Yeah. When she when the lead actress, Alexandra Didario again, um, is going through the police reports at the end, fucking Drayton Sawyer's name is misspelled in the police reports. Ew, see that's yeah, you can't do that. Cannot do that. Yeah, it was they spelled it D R E Y mm. instead of D R A Y. Yeah. And it's just like what the what what the fuck? Yeah. And, and this is definitely a movie that caters to younger people because you got Tania Ramon, that hot piece of ass. You know, she's <laughs> strutting around everywhere. And you got Trey Songs in here doing his best R&B sensation, uh, you know, gig. And it's uh, funny because they actually play his songs in this film, too. But it actually works. Yeah, you're right. It does. I can say the same thing. The music actually does work with this well. So that's one thing I can say is positive. So, And it's kind of like fucked up. But like in movies like this one where they're, you know, have party and drinking, having a good time, I always like kind of wish I could be there with them and then get killed. Exactly. Ah, dude, no, I think the exact same thing. Holy shit. I, okay, good. Dude, holy fuck. That's crazy you say that because I've always thought that. I mean, yeah. Yeah, man. Like, if, if I go out any way, there's two ways I want to die. One way would it be to jump out of a plane without a parachute. I think that would be the coolest thing ever. Number two is. Oh, fuck that. Dude, well, think about that. You free fall for like four or five minutes. Just free fall well, scary. Think cool that well, scary. Nah. You know you're gonna yeah, die. Exactly, but you know you're gonna die anyway. So why does it matter? But the second of all would be yeah, would be to party with a bunch of teenagers and get you know, you know slashed up by a slasher killer. That'd be fucking badass. So yeah. Hell yeah. Anyway. You, you know you you definitely get mentioned in the news and and you shit. Who knows? There might be a tree planted in your honor somewhere. Somewhere, and then chopped it later on for you know paper. So fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, this this movie definitely is one of those I can watch every so often because it kind of, like it has that fun feel to it, you know. So it's not that bad. But, um, yeah, like and, and like I said, a lot of the parts kind of harken back to the first one as well, which kind of is kind of cool. And 
doesn't get too far from that. But then again, like I said, it's some, some parts you're like, what the fuck? Like you said, the, you know, do your thing, cuz. Like, that just took me out of it completely. But, oh, that pisses me off still thinking yeah, about it. And most people I'm sure are sure of is that the fact that they hate that Dario's boobs were not shown in this. Like, they were so close. Like, the shirt was open. They were, like, <laughs> kind of hanging there, but they, they never showed them. Like, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, my God, come on, just show them. But, um, yeah, too bad, guys. It's actually funny you mention that because in that entire scene, you can tell she's wearing a bra underneath her clothes, and then it's like that was the whole thing was she never wanted to be topless in any film, but there's an asterisk. Uh, asterisk. A- 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 asterisk. <laughs> if she got – yeah. Unless she got paid a lot of money, and that they did. They paid her a fuck ton of money, but for yeah, for some goddamn reason, no, no, no titties, boobs. No, no titties in this one, but, you know, oh, well, I guess it is what it is, so. All right. You see Trey Song's top, uh, topless, so there's oh, that. I mean, it's not the same. I mean, he has good boobs, too, but, I mean, you know, the Dario, I mean, what are you going to do? Um, and the mask in this film fucking sucks oh, before we move on. Yeah, very okay, true. Ahead. You're exactly right. The mask <laughs> is not very good. You're exactly right. It is a lot to be desired. But of course, I've seen worse. Like in, uh, you know, Next Generation and, uh, of course, Leatherface, the, you know, the most recent one. Those weren't very good either, too. So, Oh, for sure. So let's get on to my number four. My number four is one that, okay, we've talked about this before on the, on the podcast a lot. Nostalgia definitely has a huge part in how you rank films. And this film scared the living shit out of me as a kid. I'm talking like I had nightmares. I could have sworn I heard chainsaws outside my house after I saw this for the first time. Fucking freaked the shit out of me. Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Um, yeah, like okay. seriously. Like I remember actually it was at a friend's house. We watched it in that opening scene where the you know the the, the truck and the car going down the road on, on going on the bridge, you know. And that scene, I don't know what it was about it, but that freaking that scene really freaked me the fuck out. And Laying there at night at my friend's house, I swore multiple times I heard a chainsaw outside the door. And I, yeah, I almost went home because I was so freaked out. That's pretty scary. I know, dude. It fucking, it was scary. I think I saw it when I was like 14, 13, I guess. Maybe, no, it was maybe 12 or 13, I guess. Because I was right on the cusp of just like not being scared of stuff, being still being scared of stuff. And that was one of the last films I remember scaring the fuck out of me. So, anyway. Um, Bill Mosley in this film, man. Chop Top. Just... Like you said, he plays like the biggest part in this. I just love Chop Top, man. He's fucking hilarious, creepy as hell. He he's okay. When you when you talk oh about creepers God. on Instagram, this is who I picture being on the other end, you know, like that <laughs> Chop Top character. Um, you know, like picking his head but scratching their plate with a yeah, with a uh, fucking uh, what is that? Yeah, that's what I picture. Just someone eating the head off of themselves as they talk to girls. You know, it's just that's what I picture. Um, and, and I think Leatherface does play a role in this film. Like especially the scene at the radio station is epic. It is one of the most epic Leatherface like chase. You know, like trying to get to the girl scenes ever, in my opinion. And that's why I think that's what carries this movie for me is that one scene. Um, especially when he gets in and he's, you know, he's, you know, her legs are spread open and he's using that chainsaw very phallically. Dude, that whole scene just was like fucking crazy. Um, and then, of course, I thought that was so the, dumb. It was like, why I mean, are you? Well, but no, we had to. I mean, the whole thing of a, of a chainsaw is very phallic in itself, you know, and he's like using it as like his big dick, you know, it's like, I don't know. His big dick, <laughs> big the dick. dick. But um, yeah, I just felt like that that part was just drawn on for so long. That was a lot of things I noticed about this movie. I felt like was like a lot of scenes were just like lasted oh, a yeah. long. I mean, time. especially the last scene at the table. Like that whole scene in itself is just fucking yeah. Just just not. It could have cut it down way. You know, it actually made it in different parts. They did use different parts. 
at the same point, they could have like cut the, the table scene down a little bit. They could have cut the scene where she was, uh, she meets up with, uh, what was her co-host's name? Uh, oh, fuck. I forgot what his name was now. Oh, uh, it's stretch, but what's his name? Oh, my God. We'll keep talking yeah, about it. Up, yeah. Me, anyway, yeah, there you go. Thanks, man. But, um, yeah, when she finds him and he's all, you know, his face has been cut off and just that whole scene could have been cut way down to been a little more impactful. Uh, but as a whole, like I said, this film was very nostalgic for me, so it really hits home. And it's it's not really high on my list. It's number four, so there's still three other films I thought were better. So, I don't know. Sue me. Uh, but like I said, that one scene in <laughs> LG, LG. That's what it was. God, it was just, it was just really getting off there for me. So, um, but yeah, just like, the whole chop chop. And it, I like the way that it was about the family because, you know, the first one, they really talk about family, but it's the second one, it kind of shows how hokey and stupid and kind of fucked up they are uh, about selling the chili with the human bits in it, you know, just, just, uh, just the whole thing. Just, it's just funny. It's good. It's phallic. It's, you know, terrifying. And like you said, using the, using the uh, hitchhiker as the, the body on the, you know, hanging in, you know, like this little disguise. I just love all that stuff. It just kind of works for me, but um, I'm kind of sorry it didn't work out better for you, but uh, <laughs> dude, uh, honestly, I'm going to kind of take this off on a little dimension here. I Googled LG, right? Mm-hmm. Is a played by a dude named Lou Perryman. And this dude was killed in 2009 by a 26 year old dude who had been released from prison for aggravated robbery. And he like killed this dude with an ax in real life in 2009. What? Yeah. Holy that's kind of f- fucked up. That's fucking crazy. Damn. He I lived out his uh, fantasy of being killed by a slasher. I guess. Damn. <laughs> I guess so. I mean, I, well, of course saying that was his fantasy to be with. That's my fantasy, of course, but I was kind of projecting myself onto him. So um, your time's coming. Thank God, man. I'm so fucking ready. (laughs) (laughs) Take Um, me now, Jesus. Yeah, just to wrap it all up, though, just chop chop in this movie. Like, I I just met Bill uh, just, what, a month ago, I guess, a month and a half ago at uh, Crypticon. Just one of the the nicest, coolest, just fucking laid back people I've ever met my entire life. He even did the chop chop voice for a second. I mean, just just a great guy. So if he's in a film, I'm going to be pro. I don't care if it sucks or not. I'm going to be pro him in that movie. And he's just badass so hell yeah props to you bill um so i guess that's uh leading us to uh number three we've got to try top three i mean i can't believe it it's kind of gone pretty fast yeah here we go what do you got for number three my friend sally i hear something stop stop three All right, man. The Sawyers are back, and I ain't talking about Tom. This is Leatherface, <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. Oh, shit. All right. Let's see what you got to say yes. about this little friend. I can't wait to hear that with your so, thoughts. I mean, honestly, like you mentioned, man, this is just kind of one that doesn't really matter. It, in my eyes, it's underrated. Um, it's got that absurdity, but to a limited level. It's not. There's definitely humor. It's not as much as two. Um, it's still got the gritty feeling, you know, um, granted a lot of the kills aren't really spectacular, you know, but it's just, this film kind of has a, a somewhat of a charm, you know, and yeah. this is definitely one of those Texas chainsaw films where a lot of people show up and you don't know where the fuck they came from. Like all of a sudden <laughs> there's an old woman who's a Sawyer. There's a little girl that isn't mentioned ever again or previously. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's just really, really fucking interesting, but 
it's just this movie. It, this was actually the last one I've ever seen out of the entire franchise. Really? Yes. Um, well, I'm, I might have seen this one before Leatherface came out, but it was definitely one of the last ones I've seen. And, and it kind of really blew me away. It's just really solid. Uh, mm-hmm. it, there's nothing really that's crazy about it, but to me, it just works, man. It just it feels like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre film. And it, it it's honestly kind of what I wish kind of maybe two was, you know, just kind of along the lines of the more seriousness. But, you know, the borderline of hokey, but not quite it, it's just fun man the colors are great um i think r.a Mialoff is a good uh texas chainsaw massacre or leatherface i guess obviously right. which is interesting because this dude was fucking huge the massive chainsaw that was used in this film was 80 pounds so Damn. you had to get a dude that could actually carry that shit around yeah that's fucking crazy that's that is what a heavy ass piece of machinery that's that's crazy as hell yeah dude and, and it's also funny uh kane hotter worked on this film too which was this was yes this was kind of right when he was coming into his own you know as uh jason mm-hmm. i think which uh yeah he his first role as jason was in part seven which came out two years before this film right which speaking of part seven um william butler and jennifer banco an actor and actress that were in friday the 13th part seven the new blood are in this film okay interesting yeah so it's a cool little friday the 13th part seven reunion here um but it's actually interesting because kane hotter was a stunt coordinator for this film and actually played Leatherface for the trailer yes, of the film. Yes, that's what I remember hearing, so that's really cool. But it's fucked up because the trailer was made before production even started, or a director was even assigned. Like, <laughs> See, that's what's so fucked up about trailers, man. You can never trust them, honestly. That's just that's case in point right there. So It just could not hold on to your fucking britches, man. It's just like, hey, let's you know send all of our fucking tuna into the can. You Ooh, know? Tuna in the can, got it. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, like you mentioned earlier, Ken Foreed, man, he's he's awesome in this film. He he's just a badass, yep. and uh, I almost said his fate. I don't want to. This film's from nineteen ninety. Fuck it. The fact that he survives is yes, awesome. I agree. <laughs> like, I didn't I didn't see it coming at all. So I mean, yeah, I'm, there's not really a lot of good things I can say about this one, but there's very little bad things I can say, and that's kind of what I learned with these films is that you know there's there's a decent amount of family and leather face ratio the kills are definitely lacking i'll give it that but i eh, I, I still have a really good time every time i put yeah, this I was saying, the ending is pretty decent too it's it's you know it has like a it's kind of funny it's kind of serious it's kind of you know crazy so it ends off kind of well too so that i guess one thing i can say good about it is that it's not it doesn't kind of leave you hanging so mm-hmm. more phallic talk there for you um, but anyway, all right, well, let me uh, move on to my number three pick. Um, I'm going to go right for the jugular with this one, and this is going to be Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Beginning. So it would be oh, it's the prequel okay. to the remake. Um, the reasons I like this film, like you said before, you said you know, Leatherface isn't in it much, and you know you wish you'd see more of him, which is just, you know, wreaking havoc, is that you kind of have to – with the, with the movie like this, and, and, and they do lend to the fact that he's just kind of fucked up in the head and that it kind of, kind of goes along with the original, which is great to me. You have to kind of set the, set the stage of what kind of person he is because of where he comes from. And I think that expelling on who Arlie Ermey's, you know, with uh, the right and sorry character kind of comes from where his mindset is at. He's one fucked up individual. And... I guess just to know that Leatherface came from something like that all makes sense to me. It's the nature versus nurture aspect. Exactly. Exactly right. That's well, very well put. I should have said that too. And you 
fucking kill me on that dude. You're awesome. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, I like the fact that it is two brothers going across country, going to, you know, join in the draft and join the war. And then one of them's like, I just don't want to do it. I'm going to tell him I'm going to back out. So there's already this tension already building between these two brothers that one really doesn't know yet. And, but you feel the tension anyway, because you're the audience looking in. So you feel the tension, but of course one of the brothers really doesn't understand it because he thinks his brothers don't go with him. And then they get thrown into this world of, you know, the Sawyers and Leatherface and um, just how that all kind of plays out in my head, you know, uh, of how it should go. It went like it went, took it where I wanted it to go. And I think it's like the acting is fantastic. It looks great. The, the movie looks fantastic. The cinematography is just outstanding. And, oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and I, you know, going back, I saw the remake first and then, of course, that's why it came out. But now I kind of almost wish I would have seen this one first because, spoiler alert, you know, this kind of leads right into it, it. This one tells a lot of what happened in that remake and why things are the way they are. So if you watch this one first, watch the beginning first, which makes sense, then you kind of go into the, to the remake knowing exactly why things are the way they are. And I kind of like that. I kind of like the that whole tie-in and how they make it all flow and it kind of connects together. and uh, It mirrors the first one in a lot of – and the major points. Um, it's okay to miss a few, you know, like the secondary stuff, but it, getting the main points down is a huge thing for me. They nailed the, the main points in this. So um, just a very brutal film, great kills. I just don't fuck – the table scenes in these movies – Oh mean a lot. God. Yeah, and this one nails the table scene almost perfectly. So I won't give it away what happens, but it just it does it very, very, very well. And I don't know, I gotta know how you yeah. feel about this already, but you know, anything else you want to throw in there that I've said my piece? Um, I mean, like you mentioned, you know, the whole t- timeline of it. I never even thought about watching this one before the um the remake that came out three years prior, but <clears throat> That would make a lot of sense. That would definitely flow well. I've never thought I should have done that when I rewatched these this time. Yeah, I should have done it too. Because it doesn't really matter, you know, what when you watch what, but like I always like to do it from start to finish, you know, like the first film, second film, third film. I and for some reason it just never came across me to do that. Yeah, but but I mean, yeah, like you said, dude, the kills are probably some of the greatest. This is definitely probably one of the darker entries. Um, it's actually kind of cool. Like you mentioned the table scene, the one girl that got her throat slit, spoiler alert, uh, <laughs> she, they they filmed that shot, I think it was nine times. Oh, really? Yeah, nine or ten times just to make sure that, yeah, it was nine times with slight variations every time just to get the best shots for the scene. That's awesome. I mean, it's t- taking care to really – fucking bring it home that's i love that shit so taking the time to yeah, they, make the blood come out right so that's 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 what i did when i slipped my girl's throat so <laughs> taking the time to make the blood come out right <laughs> yeah, i'm a simple guy someone quote that on his tombstone oh, please do god i love that they go what the fuck is wrong with this guy <laughs> anyway uh, <laughs> it's funny i said that i didn't realize i said that so you said it like that um, well, I think we've come to our top two, man. This is crazy. Uh, we're just rolling right along here. So, uh, why don't you tell us what your number? Looks like we got the same two films. We do. That is crazy how that worked out. But I, I think they are exactly the same. So, all right. Well, let's uh, see what you have number two, man. Sally, I hear something. Stop! Stop! Two. Well, this is one of my favorite horror films. Mm, wow. My selection at number two. 
It's the remake. Oh, well, there you go. Okay, very good. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, this film, I think, is bar none one of, if not the best remake of a slasher film ever, in my opinion. Oh, well, I, I have to agree with that. You know what? I was going to wait and say it, but my number two is also the remake as well. I want to be yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. So let's uh, let's just go ahead and talk about it jointly because I think that would be a lot easier than me waiting until the very end. So, uh, but no, I totally agree with you. I think this is one of the best remakes I've ever seen of a slasher ever. Yeah, and that, you know, remakes are typically harder to find than um, you know decent people on Tinder. You know, but here we are. <laughs> oh shit! So, <laughs> yeah, I was kind of wa- I was kind of hoping you would laugh a little harder at that. Um, so we'll just move right along. You, uh, <laughs> you know, this one it's it's its own thing entirely, but like. That it's, it feels like a shot-for-shot shot remake at moments, but it's its it's its own fucking thing, and and when it's its own thing, it just ramps it up ten times more than the the original ever did. Um, you know, like the hitchhiker scene, I thought that scene was absolutely magnificent. Probably one of my favorite scenes in horror. Yeah. Uh, you know, when she pulls the uh, gun out of her uh, uh-huh. sleeve, and you know, she, yeah, it, <laughs> it shoots her shoots herself man and, and the way the camera works and the cinematography it like goes through the hole in her head and out the back and then you just see like all their faces like this bitch just shot herself yeah, like, you know like what when the they get down like thrown up on the side of the road they're just like fucking like oh my god you know you can't believe it so yeah i love that part yeah and it's just like the similarities between this and the original man it's it's almost the way that everybody dies is very similar in terms of the the um What's the word I'm looking for? Kind of like the the positioning, right. like you know, um, yeah, the Franklin character, obviously, you know, the dude with curly hair, uh, Morgan mm-hmm. in this film. Um, dude, the kills, man, are just brutal. brutal. And, and I watched this when I was young, so I have that slight nostalgic aspect. But when he killed the one dude with the the uh, sledgehammer and then strung him up, and the ring fell out yes. of his pocket, I was like, my heart was broken. I was like, boy, I was like that. Oh, mm-hmm. doggy. I was like, that did not just happen. I was like, that uh, sucks. I was like, that is so sad. Yes, it is. That's that is one of those parts. Is you're trying to you know, tug at your heartstrings, and they they definitely got it. I think they did that perfectly. They 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 could have made it a little hokey. I think they could have made it kind of stupid, but they really did it well. So yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah, and that's the thing that I really loved about this remake was that. It was serious, man. It didn't try and add any frills or anything over the top. It just was gritty as fuck. This this film is just gross. You know, the house is just littered with shit. Uh, the house in this film and um, the beginning, obviously the prequel to this one, um, is my favorite house in horror. Yeah. One of. It, it's the creepiest fucking house I think I've ever yeah, seen. It's, it, it's, it's set in the middle of nowhere. It's huge. And it's just set in the middle of fucking nowhere. It's just it's that's so weird yeah. to me. So yeah, I totally agree with you on that. Yeah, and it's actually cool too because like like I mentioned, all the nods to the original. Um, Aaron in this film, played by Jessica Biel, the main actress, right. she uses a pocket knife and she's asked where she got the pocket knife and she says, "My brother." Which in the original, Sally, who played by Marilyn Burns, was the final girl from the original, mm-hmm. was given a pocket knife from her brother Franklin. Right. Which is kind of cool. I think that was, but... So I, th- I th- yeah. It- it's just like little things like that that no one but us fucking nerds are going to notice, you know? But like when you notice that, you're like, this film has heart. Like th- these fucking people cared about the original. That's that's why it's so goddamn successful. Yep. Exactly right. Like, like I said, you know, if, when you pay attention to the little stuff, that's what – like I said, that's what the real true fans can, can view and the heart is there. And like I said, the, the main notes of this film – hit all in the original so well and they did it so well that it just it stood up and i understand the fact that 
you know, they started, you know, I was a Planet of Dooms that did this, uh, remade this, and they redid this one in Friday the 13th and, you know, Elm Street. And you kind of see the, the slight progression of just not caring so much later on. Like, they came out strong with this one, and as they went along, they kind of, like, tapered off, which I wish they kept that same fervor in all of them. But because this one, like I said, was almost perfect in a way that they, you know, they gave nods and, uh, the, the screenplay was was very similar and where it needed to be. Like you, you don't want to be shot for shot, of course, but at the same point, it was it was almost it was pretty pretty close. So God, I love, I love this one. Yeah, it, that's that's so unfortunate too because, like you mentioned, it's just a cash grab at that point. You know, they saw how successful this one was, and it's like, hey, motherfuckers, let's crank this yeah. shit out, and you know, it'll bring in money from fans yep. of the original. And you know, that's that's pretty unfortunate. But I mean, on the on the lighter aspect of things, you know, this film's based in 1973, and I'm almost hard-pressed to find a film that feels more like a, a, a specific timepiece than this one. You know, you got, you got fucking Skinner yep. playing as they're going down the van in, in Texas in 73, and it just feels like a product of its time. And that's why I thought was so kind of interesting about this film was that if I came from the future – okay, say I was born in 2100 and I watched this film – I would have just assumed it was made yeah. in the seventies, which is very. Yeah, say, I agree with that. Like it does have that feel to it, and like you said, you know, of course, the actors, you know, the actors and actresses are, you know, are things you've seen recently. But at the same point, like you said, that feel is perfectly put in the seventies, and that's very hard to duplicate. A lot of people tried that and failed miserably, and this one just got it. I mean, it's it's fucking perfect, man. I'm telling you. Oh yeah, and I mean, Andrew Briniarski is Leatherface. Holy shit, man! He brings more heat in this role than a George Foreman grill left on high during the heat of Alabama. Wow, that was like let's be real here. That's uh, good stuff. I'm, 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 I'm always I'm always happy to hear your little <laughs> euphemisms and stuff. They always make my they they tickle my fancy. Yeah, moisten your moisten your nipples. Are you moisten that later on? <laughs> interesting <laughs> um this is a, this is my favorite portrayal of leatherface ever really yes hmm. i think that andrew brinioski as leatherface in this film he's fucking tenacious dude he's he, he, he he's not frilling around waving the chainsaw in the air this and that you know like he he is a balls to the fucking wall menace an absolute beast of tenacity in this film. He is terrifying, and that's what I love my horror icons to be. I don't want my horror icons, you know, like, running after me, throwing their chainsaw up in the air, you know, running around in circles and stuff. And, I mean, granted, you know, he is a very... Yeah. Leatherface is supposed to be childlike, you know? He's he's mentally stunted. Um, so, I mean, that, that, um, that goes with that, but... That's with the Sawyer timeline. We're yeah. with the Hewitt timeline now. Um, so, but yeah, dude, he's just hulking. He's a badass. I feel. I. I feel like I'm starting to rant and, and suck uh, Andrew's cock here. But uh, what do you? What do you think of his? Start too, Dan. Like you're already almost finished with him. Might as well finish him <laughs> off now. Um, I mean, I, okay, I, I like him a lot as Leatherface, but he's a different type of Leatherface. Like you said, like I said earlier, where Toby Hooper said he wrote uh, Leatherface as a big baby. And I don't think that that really is portrayed, you know, in that, you know, he's not a big baby. He's a fucking grown ass man that just wants to fucking kill you, which is fantastic. Oh, yeah, that's true. I love that fact. Don't get me wrong. But if you're going to stay true to what the original meant and stood for, I think you needed to dumb him down just a little bit. 
and make him kind of like a, a sniveling, you know, uh, I want my way, you know, you're not dying like I want you to. I'm going to sit here and lick my lips and, and you know, kind of act all weird and stuff. But this one does, like, he is on it. Like, he wants to fucking kill you no matter what happens. Like, it's, like you said, whatever happens, he's going to get that kill. Um, but, like I said, it, I almost have to separate the two, the remake and the originals, because it happens a lot, honestly, which is, I think it's a good thing, because it almost makes you do it in, in order to appreciate what you're watching. And the separation between Gunnar Hansen and between the, the, the guy who played this one, I can't remember his name, like you said, but... Um, I think it's a very good separation to original remakes. So I think that they did it very well. So that's just my opinion on that. Yeah, yep. I agree, man. And honestly, it's kind of disappointing. Okay, I'm not going to say disappointing because the kills are great, but only a fourth of the kills in this film are via chainsaw. Only two kills are from the chainsaw. Let's say, see, another, another flaw in this, you know, the series. It's just, you're going to call it the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And you ain't going to massacre anybody with chainsaws. You're going to massacre them and everything else. But, you know, mm-hmm. so... That's just that's one thing I wish they would they would fix uh, going forward. But you know what? It is what it is. We can go back and change those films now. So, gotta enjoy what we can enjoy. So, amen, brother. And I think we both know, and all the people listening know what our number one film is. And if it's going to be anything different, I was going to come to this microphone and kill you. So, uh, I'm really <laughs> glad that you're going to choose this film. So, let's just get into number one, my friend. Let's see what we got. Well, I hear something. Stop. Stop. Well, well, well. well, well 1974 well. was a hell of a year, huh? It was, man. I'm telling you. I wasn't born yet, but they knew I was coming. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, man. The original. The one that started it all. Yeah, yeah. Um, fuck. What? What can I say about this one? You know, uh, just probably top three films, maybe maybe top film of mine of all time. Yeah, I completely agree with you, man. It's just one of those films like I didn't really appreciate it when I was younger because it is a slow burn to that end scene, like, like the last half an hour, 45 minutes. But just the build, like the small things, you know, their little road trip, you know, to their, their dad's home that he owned and um, – just the people you meet along the way, you know, the hitchhiker and then Drayton at the, the gas station and just that slow progression of just seeing this, this, it, it was almost like a, it, it was a story unfolding right in front of your face. If you kind of, if you don't pay attention, you're going to miss it. And because at the end you're going to be like, holy fuck, where all this craziness come from? They've told you about it earlier. You just weren't paying attention. And just, it's beautiful to see this whole film come together as one whole picture it is beautiful. It is absolutely fucking beautiful. So I totally agree with you on that. Yeah, it's a. I think it's complete and utter landmark in film history. I mean, this is this is indie filmmaking right here, man. They nope. this was bottom of the barrel funds for this film. Um, you know, I I classified this one right up there with Night of the Living Dead as probably two of the most influential films in horror. I agree. I can't argue with that, man, whatsoever. So perfect. Indie or not, you know, just mm-hmm. films as a whole and yep. you, you know it's i could literally just talk about this film until days end and and how much it means to me um i see and this is coming from somebody this is blasphemy who's <laughs> seen the remake before this one who's seen pretty i think texas chainsaw massacre the beginning before this one. Oh my um, god Ooh, yeah it, yeah i mean i was nine years old when the remake came out you know and yeah. and so i watched that not not long after and 
you know, once you're that age, you're not really about the old ones because you're like, oh, it's old and fake. But then, like, I finally gave it a shot and I was like, this is borderline life changing. You know, it's just it's absolutely insane. And it's ridiculous because, you know, the whole chainsaw thing, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But, you know, honestly, the more symbolic tool in this film is the sledgehammer. Yes. You know, it kills two people. One person is killed by the the, uh, chainsaw in this film. And that's that's Franklin. And, you know, and, and it's. To kind of put it into this perspective, you know, Texas Sledgehammer Massacre doesn't sound as cool, but <laughs> it, it kind of does, you know? Yeah, I mean, it kind of, is, it kind of is, uh, has its charms, I guess. But I guess at the same point, it's like, you know, the chainsaw is a much louder, much more aggressive, um, you know, can, can kind of do things by itself, too. You know, I know you can't really kill someone by itself, but, you know, sitting in it by itself is much more ominous than a, a sledgehammer sitting there. So, um, but that, the the hook scene. That, that scene mm. forever haunts my dreams to this very moment. Um, just knowing where that hook is going and what she's hanging on just makes my skin crawl every single fucking time. I mean, and, and one scene in this film, too, I guess, and it's one of the longer scenes is when they're at the table at the end. They come on table scenes. Just seeing all that come together and knowing kind of, they kind of built those characters, you know, the, the hitchhiker and Drayton and Leatherface and the grandpa, you know. They built this whole horrifying picture for you. And then they go, okay, we built the picture. Now let's put you in front of it and let you enjoy it for half an hour of just craziness. Mm-hmm. She's screaming and they're just making fun of her. And Leatherface keeps getting up and getting in her face and and just Drayton, you know, doing his thing. And then Grandpa wanting, you know, they go, oh, it's like Grandpa Killer, you know. And just Why the whole do scene that? is, I don't know. Well, because they want to get him involved, you know, old people, you know, being old myself, I understand, you know, including the old people is definitely one of those things. Where I'm like, oh, how sweet, you know. But, um, <laughs> good for them. Yeah, good for, good for them. I don't really, you know, I was, I was saying, yeah, you know, I want the old people. And just, you know, how they cut her finger or let him suck on it. That's just, oh, God, this is so disgusting. God, it's so gross. Just this can, this the movie makes skin crawl. And I just, I love that in a film. I want to be, I want to be, uncomfortable i want to be watching something and going god i can't look at this this is so uncomfortable ever watching it as a kid thinking the same thing i just couldn't watch i, I had to hide my eyes a lot because it was just so uncomfortable and i thought damn if a movie can affect me that much that's fucking amazing and i just i love the way they did that and and of course the end scene is one of the most iconic of all time you know um, you know if you haven't seen this film by, by, by this time i don't give a fuck because i'm gonna talk about it anyway um please do yourself a favor just go kill yourself. <laughs> no, no, I mean, like, do yourself a favor and please watch it. Oh, I mean. well, kill yourself. Okay, okay, I guess watch it. Okay, whatever. Okay, watch it first and kill yourself. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't kill yourself, please. We need, we need more listeners, so don't kill yourself. Um, <laughs> but uh, behind the whole scene of with the hitchhikers, you know, what's his, what's his name? Nubbins is chasing her down yeah. the driveway and you know slicing her with that razor. Just oh, just you feel it almost, and then. Of course, you know, they, he runs out and gets run over by the semi. And then um, the semi driver is like, it's funny because <laughs> you see Leatherface and he's like, oh, shit. And he like takes off running away and he takes that wrench with him, you know, and just and his yeah. face in that scene just cracks me up every time. Um, well, it's fucked up because he stops for her. And then, like you said, he sees him coming. Uh, Sally Hardesty, uh, the final girl, obviously, mm-hmm. climbs into the back of a truck of a different dude and just leaves the fucking truck driver there to die no, in, no, in the Black Maria. Dude, he is taken off. He he is gone. They can't see his dude, ass anymore, he, man. He's gone. But he, he, that's the thing is, the, okay, he's going to get killed. 
You can't run from that. Like, nah, oh, what did he do? Well, I mean, Leatherface at the end is doing that chainsaw dance, so obviously he's getting away somehow. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. The truck driver's definitely uh, trucking for Jesus, as I like to say. But like, <laughs> imagine being in his position, man. Like, you Ooh. see a girl freaking out, you stop. And then someone else kind of picks her up and takes her away, and then you have a chainsaw wielding dude chasing after you. Like, fuck that. I mean, that's not what I signed up for. That's why you don't start to pick up crazy women. I mean, come on, dude. One on one. God damn it. That's one thing I learned from this film. That's yeah, it. Seriously, I mean, I guess crazy people in general, but crazy women, especially. Holy fuck. I'm just kidding, women. Yeah, man. Don't, don't get all. Don't, no, no, don't DM me. Don't email me. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just, just kidding. <laughs> Hey, let me let me throw out some uh, fun facts for you. You want to hear some fun facts about this film? Please, fucking lay them on me, dude. All right, so uh, Edwin Neal, who played the hitchhiker and or Nubbins, which is weird because he's never really called Nubbins. It's just always the hitchhiker. Yeah. Um, he said that filming the dinner scene of this movie was the absolute pinnacle worst moment of his life. He said that he this dude served in the Vietnam War in real life and said that filming this scene was worse than being overseas in war (laughs) that's crazy dude yes so like and what what they had to deal with was you know brutal conditions it was 100 degrees every single day plus at least 100 degrees um it just constantly surrounded by rotting food and all the dead animals and just this film is just the pinnacle of grit and grime and grossness and dude it just it's a masterpiece yeah i'll say i mean you know, i'll say before you know if a movie can affect you that much especially if you're filming it like you know what's going on by the scenes like you it is a total movie to you because you're in it and it still affects you that much holy shit that's that is the pinnacle like you've reached stardom that's to me that's fucking awesome yeah. so I, I love that about the film it's just it turns stomachs you know literally and physically you know just oh god this is fucking awesome yeah and then to t- kind of take this to someone a little less appealing, um, Paul Pertain, the dude who played Franklin, uh, the fourth to die. He lasted most of this movie, unfortunately. Um, I know it. Yeah, it's uh, he actually used method acting, which meant that he stayed in character even when they weren't filming. Could you imagine? I can't imagine. Cause, yeah, I can't. Franklin is one of those characters that you either love him, which I fucking love him. I think he's one of the greatest characters of all time. But I know people that hate him, and that one person might be my co-host that hates him. So. <laughs> well, originally I felt bad for him because I'm like, oh my god, dude, you know, he's in a wheelchair, and I feel bad for him. But like watching this movie, dude, he's like, he act. Okay, speaking of a big baby, you know that Leatherface is supposed to be, dude. The oh my god, he he's mocking people, and he's man, 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 man. Oh, that scene god. is fucking the best. When he's when he's on the, on the ground floor, when he's upstairs, he's like, yeah, let's go have some fun, Franklin. Do that fucking. I fucking <laughs> love that shit. Oh my god, I eat that shit for breakfast. I god, hate I fucking it. Love it. And, and, and yeah, one of my favorite parts of this film is the very first scene. Honestly, when you know when you have Franklin and he's you know they stop on the side of the road and he's using the bathroom and that truck goes by and they, I guess oh, and it doesn't honk his horn but it goes by so fast that it scares him and he goes rolling down that hill <laughs> yeah. and like he like sprawls out and he's like oh my god you know and they're like oh Franklin you okay he's like oh man but yeah that's fucking hilarious I fucking love that shit yeah it's funny because the more we talk about him honestly the more like I'm like kind of like softening up to him it's like yeah maybe he's maybe he's a little lovable maybe. I need to rewatch it again, you know. Yeah, I mean, again, you know, give Franklin a chance. He maybe, uh, he may surprise you. You never know. So, <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> oh man, well, any that any other uh, tidbits you got for yeah, us? Yeah, yeah, actually, got two more here for you, for you folks. Um, the guy who played Grandpa, you know, the, the, the what was it, the finger sucking 
uh, grandpa here. Fingers I can do. Yeah, he mm-hmm. was played by a 21-year-old at the time. His name was John Dugan, who was the nephew of what? the screenwriter, who uh, Kim Hankel, who directed the uh, piece of shit Next Generation. Wow, that's interesting to know. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. so that's how he got the role of grandpa. Weird. I mean, obviously he didn't have to do too much, you know, just kind of suck on a finger and kind of handle a, a hammer loosely, pretty badly, you know. You know, drop it 10 times, you know? <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> God. Yeah, and then the uh, last little tidbit, the chainsaw in the film is, the brand of it is called a Poulon 245A with tape covering the logo, obviously, to avoid lawsuit. Very good. I mean, that's pretty fucking cool. And now I wish, I bet they're like, damn, I wish we got in on that, you know, the, the beginning. Oh, with. God, I know. They'd, they'd be, be huge. Like, oh, fucking, they'd have been the biggest chainsaw manufacturer on the face of the planet by now, so. Not a doubt. Oh, well. Because I've never heard of him before, honestly. That's the first time I've heard that name before. So, of course, I'm not really making a chainsaw, but still, you know. Shout out to you, Poulin. Poulon. Yes, Poulin. Poulon, Poulin, Poo Poo, whatever it is. Yeah, just yeah, to ch- chainsaw your way into history there, buddy. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that about wraps up for uh, our Texas Chainsaw Massacre Slasher review. So, um, I had a fun time with that, man. I really did. That was fucking awesome. Yeah, this is a really, really fucking fun week, man. This is this just keeps getting funner and funner. This is such a great time. Oh. Is funner a word? I can't. Uh, yeah, fun. sure. We'll make it a word. If it's not more fun, funner, whatever. You know, we're not educated. Ed- educated people, Education. so whatever. You know? But anyway, but yeah, and, and, I, and it's funny you bring that up, too, because I think we're going to try to – and we're, we're already into August. Um, I think we may try to line these slashers up with the times that they kind of take place. I know we kind of missed the boat on Friday the 13th with being summer, but um, and we may try to line up Halloween with Halloween in some form or fashion, maybe just put it in October, maybe, um, and then try to do some other ones around the same time as maybe trying to make them all line up to where they kind of make sense with, with the time period we're going through, maybe. We're just trying to work that out at the moment. But, um, but yeah, this was definitely one of the ones I wanted to tackle earlier on because it is one of the ones that people wanted to hear about and um, kind of, you know, wet your whistle for later on so so to speak and kevin what is my whistle so mm, i know it mm-hmm. hello hello um but anyway we hope you enjoyed that as much as we did because we really do enjoy talking about these films um you know most of them i guess there's two of them we wish would just go away but other than that not too bad so uh but like okay let's get right into the, some shout outs here um of course the patrons you guys every week just are just making this happen you are making the magic happen and making this podcast possible. So we really do appreciate it. Uh, just all of you guys, just, we fucking love you and wish nothing but the best for you. And we swear one of these days, we're going to get some t-shirts and some stickers made to send to you guys <laughs> someday. But we, like we've, we've been <laughs> super busy lately. We, like I said, we haven't been live in almost a month. So, um, over a month probably. So we've just been super busy with summertime and I got, you know, 18 kids living in a shoe and Kevin's got like 14 jobs and, <laughs> um, you know, we've just been so busy, but we're going to catch up with ourselves one of these days. I swear to God, it's going to happen. So just don't, don't give up on us. So, yes, sir. Um, do you want you want to thank anybody, Kevin? Um, no, nah, man, I'm good this week. Uh, you've got all of our patron members. Uh, and everyone, stay tuned uh, to the very end where we're going to announce what we're doing next week. That's right. Well, last week you uh, you thanked doorknobs. So I didn't think. Yeah, I thought maybe you thought of other inanimate objects. Oh fuck! Yeah. I didn't have a split second to think of anything quirky and dumb. So uh, this is all on you this week. Yeah, I've got it all on me. But next week, come prepared with something that you can thank. So I guess we'll leave it I got that. you. Perfect. All right. All right, fam. Got you, man. Got you, boy. Um, all right. Uh, quick po- podcast shout outs. We'll just do this real quickly. Uh, a Load of the Dark podcast, 
fantastic job, guys. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, the Horror Basement, you guys are also awesome. We're a part of we're part of their podcast network. It's the Tennessee Horror News uh, Network. We really appreciate you guys uh, letting us be a part of, of your network. Really love you guys. Uh, we got Johnny Leroy, Yeti, and Jim Jam. You guys are just the fucking best. And Music City Horror, again, you guys are just awesome as well. Just keep pumping out your, uh, your good content, madams and sir. Um, we're also a part of the Point of Interest Network, um, podcast network. Go check them out. I think it was a, a Point of Interest Network. Or point, I'm sorry, Point of Interest Podcast.com was their uh, website. Uh, go check them out. And uh, we, like I said, really appreciate you guys letting us be part of your uh, podcast network and getting us out there, getting us more listeners and uh, just getting us out there more in general. So we do really do appreciate it. Um, let's plug ourselves up. Uh, mm, tasty. Uh, you, you can find us on Instagram at it's a horror podcast. Fuck Twitter. Fuck that shit. Yes. Right in the ass with a wooden dildo. Um, and at Facebook, uh, it's a horror podcast as well. You can find my personal page on Instagram at uh, Old Man Ghostface. And what is yours? Slashing Captain. I didn't give you it was me plugs that I did last time. We kind of feel bad now, but oh well, it is what it is. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that about wraps it up. Like I said, I'm always used to these you know big long endings, and now we just kind of go boom, 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 done, and we're out of it. So. Uh, well, you are forgetting one thing. Oh, like you just said before. See, I'm back back to it. I'm back to it. At least least I'm consistent. (laughs) The dementia is setting in, my friend. Yeah, it is already, man. That's Alzheimer's is my friend right now. I'm sitting next to it, you know, holding his hand. So Um, anyway, why don't we get to what we're doing next week, my friend? Tell us. So we're keeping the slasher train going, man. Obviously, the franchise we're going to be doing next isn't as big as Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You know, we want to we want to kind of gradually go up. You know, we don't want to start off with all the heavy bangers. You know, the Jason Voorhees, the Freddy Kruegers, or what? What do we name them earlier? Fred Smith. Fred Smith and, and Jason Johnson. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to start off with Jason Johnson and Fred Smith. We're gonna um, we're gonna give it to Three Fingers and the, the wrong turn franchise hell yeah man those fucking backwoods motherfuckers are gonna you know, keep us enthralled for a little bit so i'm excited about that hell yeah dude i'm really excited those it's, it's the, i think it's an underrated group of films and i'm really excited to talk about it and hopefully some of you guys that tuned into that episode haven't seen those and maybe spark your interest in them in a bit um uh kind of in pertaining to this episode you know if you guys have any opinions tell us what you think you know tell us if you agree or disagree you know tell us if you hate us if you love us if you think we're sexy um i think you're sexy <laughs> slash slashing captain on instagram uh slide those dms people uh, come on no no i got i'm wifed up uh, oh wifed up yeah, <laughs> no not yet oh not i was yet. about to say dude uh, we gotta tell me man sheesh Woo! God, the heart race right there. Uh, Shit. Um, sorry, uh, but we love we love communicating with you guys. You know, give us your opinions. Uh, this is why we do this. You know, we want to we want to reach out to you guys and talk to you and get you guys involved. So, uh, yeah, hit us yep, up. Exactly, I, I love it. And you guys are the fucking best, uh, the best audience out there. You like I said, you always and you know just keep us engaged, and I fucking love that. So just keep it up, keep it up, keep it up, keep it up. Well. I think that about wraps it up for us on this episode. Uh, we're two episodes into the season, and I'm already loving this so fucking much. I just I can't even stand it. I just took us long to get here. Now that we're here, I'm just going to enjoy this ride for as much as I can. So, oh um, yeah, time of my life, brother. Hell fucking yeah! And I guess I'm going to say, my name is Wes. I'm Kevin, and we'll see you next time. See ya.
let her live. I won't, Jason. I won't. 